At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Odds on with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw. Live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. Comedian, you can't hear me. Welcome into Odds On. I'm Mike Palm. He is Amal Shaw. Happy Friday to everybody out there. Big day yesterday, Amal. Pandemonium in Piscataway. Larry Nance Jr. shocks the world. Rack City Chicks upset. Number one Purdue goes down. You took the 12. Did you have did you did you put some donut sprinkle on the money Shut line? Up. <laughs> Shut up. I'm already fired up with so much going on, the nonsense we got going on here this past week. Great call by you, though. Good I think thanks. what was a Purdue had maybe had a 10-point lead at one point in the first half. And then Rutgers went on that run where they took the lead before halftime. I think Purdue got it up to seven again in the second half before they whittled away again and then hit the game winner at the buzzer. Yeah, Ron Harper Jr. with a terrific yeah. shot. And it was a real, real legitimate, uh, you know, near half-court shot. Yeah, just from, get, it was from it, the it, emblem, it, from yeah, the exactly. mascot, right? I mean, What, what a shot. You talked about it. The rack went crazy with that shot. And you knock off the number one team in the country. What a game. They were packed. I mean, we knew the atmosphere yeah. would be like that when a number one team comes in. And, I mean, uh, you listen to Matt Painter after the game. You talked about how well Purdue shoots the ball. He said, look, we did everything except they shot a lot better than us. Absolutely. It was funny. I said the stats are kind of reversed in terms of how you would look at it. Line went up to 14 in some places, but how about the terrific call last night? Hilton Magic once again. Wrong team was favored. Absolutely. And I don't understand. You know, I texted Britain uh, later on and said, in hockey and in baseball, they overvalue the home teams. And in the NFL, college football, and college basketball, they don't give the home teams enough credit. Packers being a one-point dog at home against the Rams. In what world is Aaron Rodgers ever? Mm -hmm. Aaron Rodgers can come out in a wheelchair, and I'm still taking him under center at Lambeau, okay? And you might lose, but still, I'd still rather have him. You look at in college basketball, you talked about it yesterday. Look, if that line was one, one and a half, fine. If it's a pick reasonable. But Iowa State came in with an undefeated record. T.J. Otzelberg has done a terrific job. You look at this team, who the hell are the Hawkeyes? I mean, what what are you talking about here? I, I don't even get this. I mean, yes, off, offensively, Iowa's probably more talented than Iowa State, but those kids play for TJ. I mean, they're scrappy, and you know that atmosphere at Hilton Coliseum. You don't have to have the better team with the Cyclones to beat them, and I'm not sure they're not a better team on a neutral anyhow. I have not been to uh, Hilton. Mm. That is probably a place I would love to see a big Monday game against KU or Texas. All right, let's get back to the NFL I'm all a very strange game last night in Minneapolis. I made a few comments about Kirk Cousins on Gill's Megapod beating the book yesterday. And even though they come out on the winning end, he is who I said he was. Kirk Cousins sucks. Kirk Cousins could not put away a team. They had first and goal from the five after that 
what I thought was a bad roughing call on Minka Fitzpatrick on, uh, in the end zone where they called excessive force and they gave him a, a first down and five. They're up 26 to nothing. They have first and goal at the five. They kick a field goal. They're up 29 nothing and hang on for their lives in the last play of the game, winning 36-28. So I didn't see the first three quarters of the game. Good for you. <laughs> I'm in the car. I'm driving, and I'm listening, and Minnesota's got the ball, and they throw a four-yard wide receiver screen to Justin Jefferson. He loses four yards, and then they throw two consecutive incompletions. And the broadcaster goes, I think it was Kevin Kugler goes, why are you throwing the football? You're gashing them on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it was a great point. And I think Tony Baselli said, keep the ball in between the tackles. You only go outside the hashes when you can't run between the tackles. And they, and they made a great point because I was looking at the stats. I couldn't believe it. They were gashing this team. They allowed Pittsburgh in the game. And they were very fortunate that uh, Chase Claypool decides he wanted to celebrate the first down. Took a four place. They get it down to about, what, 24 seconds? A minute 36 to run four plays. Yeah. They went from when the play ended, and it was a fourth and one play, he throws the short pass to Claypool. When the whistle blows with the first down for Claypool, there were 39 seconds. They didn't get the next snap off till 24. They wasted at least seven or eight seconds there. Absolutely. I thought Najee Harris in that first play where he caught the ball for about three yards, I mm-hmm. thought he should have dropped it. Yeah. I think there are times when players have to be aware of time scoring situations, and you may want to let a play go. Um, you know, when you looked at this game, you watched it obviously more than I did. What was your biggest takeaway on Ben Roethlisberger and Kirk Cousins? Well, they're both awful. Okay, <laughs> one one knows it's his last year and the other doesn't. That That's the difference here. Uh, Aikman was talking about, and remember, remember on opening week, the Browns played the Chiefs and the size of the holes the offensive line was Correct. opening up. They were bigger. Aikman <laughs> made the comment on the Fox broadcast. He said, I played behind one of the greatest offensive lines in the history of football, and I never saw holes like this. <laughs> I mean, they were gashing them, and then you have a four-score lead, and you start. You want to throw the ball all around the yard, don't take any time off the clock? That's the thing that's interesting to me. Forget the fact that they were gashing them on the ground. Even when you've got a four-score lead, you just mathematically have to run the yeah. football because if you run the ball and take the play clock down to two, three seconds every time, or even one if, if possible, you're going to take off two minutes and 10, two minutes, 12, two minutes, 13 seconds off the game clock. You get a first down. Now you're looking at potentially four plus minutes. I think there were two key plays in the game of the most impact. One is that when they were down 29, nothing and the Steelers finally put a drive together at the end of the third period, they had second and 10 and he threw um, a pass that lost two yards. They would have faced third and 12 from like the 35 or 37, but there was a taunting penalty on Minnesota, the, the tackler. Got a taunting penalty for standing over the, the wide receiver after the two-yard loss, which gave him a first down. Then they get a touchdown, right? That was one of the key plays. Then, of course, on the they, they kick off, and the first play, Cousins throws an interception up 29-7. I mean, it's unfathomable. But let's go down to when it's 29-14, and Pittsburgh scores with about seven minutes left to go to 29-20. I think Tomlin makes a mistake to go for two at that time because not getting the two took all the momentum out of their sails. So, okay, they missed one there. They missed, so it okay. became 29-20 and became a two-score game and again. Three plays later, Cousins throws the long touchdown pass. Well, when it was 29-7, correct? Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, Pittsburgh scored. They yep. should have gone for two They there. went for one. They should have gone for two because but if you miss, you assuming two out of three. three, exactly but right. once they didn't, I thought they should have made it 29-21 and continued the momentum. Missing that two, it just looked like it took the life out of the defense, and then they just hit them hard. You bring up a great point. I, I was unaware of that. Now, when you make it 29-21, you also put game pressure on Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Now that they it's know a one-possession Exactly. Game. With a two-possession <laughs> game, you approach it completely differently. Vikings go down and score, and they were very fortunate. Harrison Smith made the best play he's made all year. Absolutely. I mean, look, the Vikings were the better team here, but as they always do, they find a way to make the game close. I'm not sure there's been a worse half of football played by a team than Pittsburgh in the first half. And I know you didn't see it, Yeah, but they were just absolutely lifeless. They couldn't move the ball. There was no timing between Ben and the receivers. It looked like there was a lot of finger pointing on the sidelines. And then you, you bring up Claypool, who's a Notre Dame guy and does the idiotic thing to, you know, to emote and show the whole world. He made a first down with a running clock. And then when the guard comes over to try to grab the ball from him to set it so that they can get the next playoff, they fumble the ball, and he blames the guard after the game. If he wouldn't have come over, that's what cost us the time. He said that. Yeah, look at the quotes after the game. I know I shouldn't have done that, but the, what cost us the time was, and I forget the name of the guard, him trying to take the ball from me, that cost us six seconds. Did you see after then when they downed the ball? He went and screamed at the guard and was, no. and was waving his arms at the guard. It was unbelievable. Tell you what. You Tomlin got- was asked after the game, will Claypool learn from this? And his answer was, we'll see. 
Great answer. Yeah. That's one thing I love about Tomlin. There's not a better quote than Mike Tomlin. But, you know, this is part of what, you know, a lot of people point to Belichick's ability to scheme and what he does, Nick Saban scheming this and that. I, I've always said Saban's a great uh, recruiter. He's tremendous that way. I think there's some defensive coaches that are better X's nose-wise, but I think what makes Nick Saban such a great clo- coach you never see these types of penalties from an Alabama team. You never see these mistakes from a New England Patriots team. It's the little nuances that separate them. Because, Mike, I, I make this point every time about the NFL. And this year, it doesn't even apply. Take away teams one through four. And this year, include teams one through four. Take away the bottom four teams, 29 through 32. Everyone else in that mix of one through 28, they're two players and two plays from being 10 and, 10 and 7 at the end of the year or 12 and 5 or a team that's going to be 8 and 9. I, I give you this as well, and also he's had a short tenure. Ryan Day's teams don't make those mistakes either. Yeah, you're right about that, and I don't give him credit. But you, I, you don't ahead, see sorry. him get those stupid no, penalties he, or, or make those bonus. Now they had the one play where he let the ball drop, and I thought that was key in the Michigan game. They got away with it on the on the kickoff return, right? Where, where he fair caught it but didn't catch it, and then it was, and then when he did catch it, it was at the one. I thought that was a mistake of him not understanding the mm-hmm. rules, and I also thought the weather played a part, right? Yep. Like, if it's a dry climate, he gets up there and catches that ball fairly easily. But you're right. But but the thing is, to me, the game is so hard as it is. Why beat yourself? You know, here's the thing. Look at it from a mathematical standpoint real quick on a 15-yard penalty. Can we just concede that every drive pretty much starts on the 25 on a, after a score? Yes. If you give up a personal foul of 15 yards, you've given up 20% of the drive. And when we now know with these kickers being so good, you need 40 yards. So in essence, you've already given away 38% of a drive because they need to get another 25 yards. All right, let's talk about the big matchup in the AFC North before we close out this segment. Ravens at Browns. I'm going to have a play on this game, Amal. I think it's a situational spot, but Browns off a bye. Ravens are the walking wounded. They got like 20 injured players, right? If the Browns can't win in this spot, I don't know when the Browns are ever going to win. They've stayed a solid three here this week, laying three at home with a total of 42 and a half. Is it too easy to blame the Browns' woes all on Baker Mayfield? Uh, not completely. You know, some people might contend that Jarvis Landry is a number two receiver. They don't have a true number one. Donovan Peoples-Jones is inconsistent. They've had some injuries on the offensive line. Jack Conklin's now out for the year. That's a big blow. Uh, but the one thing that concerns me, normally for me, this would be an ideal play on the Browns, coming off of a bye revenge spot. But remember that game a couple of weeks ago, Sunday night. Lamar threw four picks, and they still won the ball game. That's a scary thought for me if you're looking at it from a Browns perspective. Yeah. Uh, uh, thinking about I'm watching this game last night and how poorly Pittsburgh played in, in the first half of that game. I kept thinking about your take on why didn't he kick the point and why didn't Harbaugh kick the point and go to overtime against this team? Yeah. When you have a far superior team and a Hall of Fame kicker. I, I just, again, he said it was the secondary injuries, and, but I, I'm like, come on, you're not going to stop Lamar with Justin Tucker there. Yeah. Uh, the other game in the AFC North features the Bengals at home against the 49ers. 49ers, a two-point road favorite. Are you surprised that the 49ers are favored in this spot? I am. <laughs> I really am. I mean, look, I know the Bengals played poorly against the Chargers, but it was some turnovers that were critical in that game. I don't understand this affinity for San Francisco all of a sudden. Who, who the hell are the 49ers? They're an average team with a below-average quarterback that's going nowhere fast, and if anything, they should be looking to dump because that way they can get higher up in the draft. <laughs> All right, when we come back, I want to take a look at uh, the rest of the NFL slate, uh, including a key matchup uh, in the NFC North. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. 
Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome back. This segment of Odds On is brought to you by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes, dip, or vape. No more smelling like an ashtray, no more spit cups, and no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with. Zen Nicotine Pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience, each variety comes in two strengths, so you can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. Zen, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zen. So head on over to zen.com slash find to locate a store near you. That's zyn.com slash f-i-n-d. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. It is odds on. Mike Palm with Amal Shaw here on a Friday from downtown Las Vegas, the VSIN studio here at Circa. Amal, let's continue on with the NFL slate this weekend. The Raiders travel to Kansas City to take on the Chiefs in the second meeting between these two teams this year. Chiefs are favored by 9.5 with a total of 48. Given Kansas City's recent offensive struggles, is close to 10 asking them to cover too many points? It might be, but then again, remember the Chief, uh, the Raiders are without Darren Waller. That's a big blow for this offense. He is the safety valve for Derek Carr. He really funnels this offense because he's one of the few tight ends you're ever going to look at for a deep route. He does so many different things in that offense, and I think it kind of spills over into everyone else in terms of how much they can get open, how impactful they can be. So uh, this is a stay away on both of these teams for me. Them boys go to Landover, Maryland to take on the football team. Cowboys are 8-8. Eight and eight. Football team after four wins in a row is 6-6. Six and six. Amal, you bet the football team north of plus $2 to win the East. They were the defending champions. You thought they should have been at least co-favorites with the Cowboys this year. Cowboys got off to a tremendous start at 6-1. and one. As I said, they sit at 8-4. and four. This game goes a long way to determining the NFC East should the football team be able to win it. If the Cowboys win it, I think it's all but over. Right now, do you still have faith in your bet on the football team to win their division? I do. I think they can sneak up and get this game. Uh, you know, Ezekiel has been dealing with injuries. He's been inconsistent. Uh, when Pollard has to be the bell cow, I don't think he can necessarily get it done. This Dallas defense has played well, but can they be consistent enough? And I'll tell you, give Washington credit. When they've needed drives, they found ways to do it. We saw it against Tampa. We saw it the following week after that uh, against Seattle. Th- this team has been very solid. So I-, I like the four and a half here with Washington. Four and a half. There's a lot of different ways you can play this game. Um, plus 170 on the money line. I think Washington is going to win this game. Oh, I like that call. I, I do think they're going to win the game. Um, Mike McCarthy would be surprised if they do. He <laughs> said that the-, the Cowboys will win the game. Total of 47 and a half. You could also tease... This game up. I want to ask a question about a couple of the football teamers, I guess you have to call them right now. Taylor Heineke. Mm-hmm. Where does Taylor Heineke fall in your pantheon of quarterbacks? Is is he in the 15 to 20 range, or is he bottom 12 in this league? I would have to go bottom 12. Really? Yeah. I mean, look, he, he, he plays well, but he's not your guy that's going to lead you. It's just they, they don't have anybody else. Kind of like the Pittsburgh situation. That's, you know, with Roethlisberger playing, you know how bad – Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins are, and I feel like in Washington, they don't have any other options. They're going to have to draft a quarterback. They're going to have to bring in somebody in there because with what they have defensively and what they have on the outside with Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, they've got an opportunity to be very explosive, but I don't know if Heineke can necessarily utilize that. Now Logan Thomas being out is a big blow as well. Would you rather have, if you were Ron Rivera, Taylor Heineke or Andy Dalton? Great question. Oh, God, Mike, that's a great question. 
because Dalton to me is a better passer, mm-hmm. but I think Heineke's ability to keep plays alive, do some things with his legs, gives you a certain amount of momentum offensively that you may not be able to get with Andy Dalton. Uh, Mike, that might be the best question you've asked on this show. It really, because I think it, you can argue both ways, and I think really, depending on the situation, one is better than the other at times. There are times where Dalton would be the guy. There are times where Heineke would be the guy. Yeah, I, I'm a little probably a little higher on Heineke than you, but I asked myself that question, and I wasn't sure as well. Tried to find a comparable in yeah. the league. Um, Terry McLaurin, I continue to think that this guy is a top-five receiver. You say that's overvaluing him a bit, but I say look what he's doing without other offensive threats and with a below-average quarterback. That's a fair argument you make. I, I think Terry's probably a top-10, top-12 receiver, but you know he catches every tough ball, and he doesn't have that quarterback support. Or you know, Curtis Sam has been hurt with a groin injury. He's been, you know, that's something that's always hampered him. And you make a good point. You look at other guys that are successful. They've got players around them that make them somewhat better. It takes a little bit of pressure off of them. When you look at Washington, you don't sit there and go, "Wow, you know, I'm I'm worried about Logan Thomas beating me." Who has a better defense, the football team or the Cowboys? I think Dallas does at this point in time, but I think the potential of Washington is better. The, the Dallas Cowboys are a boomer bust defense. Yes. They're going to sack you, intercept you, or let you have a touchdown. Washington is more of a bend but don't break. Not to that point, but you know what I mean? Yeah. And they've gotten better uh, as the season has gone on. All right, let's move to another uh, division matchup, this time the AFC South. Urban Meyer and the Jacksonville Jaguars will be in Tennessee to take on the Titans. Titans are leading eight with a total of 43 and a half of them all. Yeah, I, this is a game I would be teasing with Tennessee. I think they win the game. I just don't think that um, when you look at this Jacksonville team, they're going to be good enough to go on the road despite Tennessee's injury concerns. I think they'll find a way to win this football game. I, I would lean towards uh, taking uh, Tennessee down in this one. So th- that's how I would look at this matchup. One of the more marquee games of the weekend and one of the lower point spreads will happen in Tampa on Sunday as the defending Super Bowl champion Buccaneers Take on the Buffalo Bills. The Bills certainly have been disappointing since their fast start, thought by many to be the favorites to come out of the AFC to represent the Super Bowl. They now find themselves in a position of trying to cling to one of the wild card spots. Tampa Bay seems to be putting it back together again this year. Bucks, three and a half over the Bills. Is this too much a prisoner of the moment spot to like Tom Brady here? No, I don't think so at all. What I'm trying to figure out is how is Tampa not a four point favorite at home? To me, when you look at I didn't play this game. Uh, you know, again, in baseball, I have a habit. In the NBA, same thing. I play certain teams. Tampa's the team. I just don't get involved in a lot of their games on or against them. And I still can't figure out why they're only a half, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at home. So you're telling me, in essence, if they were playing on a neutral site, that Tampa's theoretically a one a half a point or a one-point well, favorite? Well, what they're saying is, well, if, from what I've listened to to almost every bookmaker and professional handicapper this year, is that they're assigning somewhere between one and a half and two points for home field. That Green Bay is the only team that gets three points for playing at Lambeau. If that's true, what you're saying is if this game was in Orchard Park, it'd be a pick. That makes more sense mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and in terms of how you're saying they're assigning the point value, that also makes a ton of sense because I still hold a lot of value in home field. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, when you look at bad teams, they still win more games at home than they do on the road. When you look at good teams, they win more games at home than they do on the road. We had Jeff Schwartz, Schwartz on the Megapod, former offensive lineman, played a, uh, played a decade in the league, for, uh, coming out of Oregon. And on the on the beating the, the book Megapod with Gil Alexander that's produced by this station as well. And he said, at this time of the year, it's harder for a cold-weather team to go play in warm weather than it is for a warm-weather team to go play in cold weather. Maybe I think the humidity becomes a factor. You become fatigued a little mm-hmm. bit quicker. That's the one thing you look at in South Florida whenever the Dolphins host a team because the humidity, it's always a factor and could be a challenge here for uh, this Buffalo team going on the road, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. But I just think Tampa's a better team. You can't run the ball in this team. Well, Buffalo really doesn't try to run the yeah, ball. Yeah, right? they really I mean, don't, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I want to see how they throw the ball. Uh, I think there's an opportunity with the weather being good. I think they could bounce back offensively. That's the reason I didn't take it, even though I think Tampa's clearly a better team. I don't think it's out of the reach for Buffalo to win this game. Davis Mills will be starting in Houston for the Texans as they host the Seattle Seahawks coming off that victory over the 49ers at home. Seahawks have been eight and a half all week. They're still eight and a half with a total of 40 and a half. Are the Texans this bad with Davis Mills to make one of the league's worst offenses in the Seahawks an eight and a half point road favorite? Yeah, it feels that way a little bit just simply because of how the Seahawks have been outside of that game against San Francisco where Russell Wilson was looked like Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Seattle's going to absolutely get over on this team. I, I think Davis Mills and company are going to struggle to move the ball despite Seattle having some deficiencies on defense. 
I just don't think Houston's that good. And with Davis Mills, you alluded to it. Is this the worst team we've seen in a long time? The past couple of decades, you said, and I agree with you. In this matchup, do you assign any points for the coaching matchup? In other words, do you boost Houston because of the advantage they have with Cully over Bozo the Carroll? Yeah, right. Nobody's doing that with David Cully. Give me a break. Well, how about Bozo the Carroll last week? Up seven with four minutes to go, doesn't kick a field goal. I don't disagree with you, but well, how about David Cully? No, I don't want to. We don't have time for that. Saints are in New York here, or in New Jersey at MetLife, taking on the Jets. Uh, Saints, Saints, the Saints team that we saw last Thursday night against the Cowboys are a five and a half point road favorite. Total forty two and a half. Boy, Amal, do we have some bad road favorites this week? Yeah, we not that they shouldn't be favored, but just bad teams being road favorites. Yeah, we don't have time to talk about a game like this. We really do. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fine. This is an awful football game, okay? I have no interest in tuning this game on. I hope it's on 712 or 713 on DirecTV, so I don't even accidentally run into it when I'm going through to set up the channels early on on Sunday. This is Who cares about these two teams? Get them on the clock. Let's. I'm more interested in who they're going to draft. Falcons are at the Panthers. Uh, Panthers a two-and-a-half-point favorite, 41-and-a-half. Cam Newton going to get the start for the Panthers here. Falcons probably should have covered against Tampa Bay. They had a lot of chances last week, but didn't get the job done. What is this, the Belk Bowl yeah, being this, played in Charlotte? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Atlanta and uh, Carolina, two teams nobody cares about, both five and seven going nowhere fast. I don't have an opinion on this game. Carolina has been highly inconsistent. I don't like this Atlanta team. I don't think that Carolina deserves to be favored. I don't know if that triggers a play on Atlanta for me. I just don't see how they deserve to be favored. All right, when we come back, we're going to continue the rest of the NFL schedule as well as Army versus Navy. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Bowl Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on every bowl game. This year's guide provides matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. The guide is designed to give you an edge, whether you are betting on every game, playing in contest, or just want to find a few key high value props. The guide drops December 13th. Make sure to get your copy today for only $19.99 at vcin.com slash subscribe. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Better than that $19.99. How about $99? You get the whole football season all the way through Super Bowl. Get the guides. Get the playoff guide. Get get the email every morning from Bill 80. The updates now on the weekends on Saturday and Sunday. Recapping uh, point spread weekly every Wednesday. I think that's the better deal. But if you just want the bowl guide, I mean, if you're just a singularly a college bowl better, uh, that could be an option for you as well. Let's continue on with this uh, absolute cornucopia of NFL action this weekend and another terrific cross-country matchup between the New York football giants and the Los Angeles Chargers. A little bit of money on the Giants here. This line was 10 yesterday. I'm all down to 9.5 with a total of 43 in the picture they posted for uh, No Hyperbole winning the Mitchie for best segment, I hung on that that blue Circa jacket, and somebody tweeted out, oh, I thought you had accepted the head coaching position for the New York Giants, but alas, we're stuck with Joe Judge. Well, Too many points here? No. I think when you look at the fact that Jake Fromm could potentially be a starter, this is a major concern if you're looking at it from a Giants perspective. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams at the wide receiver position are going to be out for the Chargers. That's a big blow, but I think wide receiver is the one position you're not as concerned with in terms of replacing. If you ask Jake Fromm what was on his Christmas list, I think he would say, if I had to start a game, I want it to be against the Chargers. Maybe, uh, but I, I'll tell you right this now. This defense is not good at all. They're not good, but I can tell you right now, Jake from State Farm probably shouldn't be in the league, and he's going to have one game to see if he can stick in the league or not. Do you wait to see if it's going to be Fromm before you make a bet on yes. this? Okay. Yeah. And if it, but if it's Fromm, does this number go north of 10? I think it probably gets to 11. Yeah. I, I, I think. Look, and I'm you'd not, lay it. Yeah, I would. I'm not a Mike mm. Lennon guy, but I mean, the neck gives you a far better chance than Fromm does. Lennon wasn't awful in Miami. He just, they don't try to stretch the field with him at all. Mike, there's a few sentences you should never start with. She's got a great personality. He wasn't awful at quarterback. Those are just two of them. And that would be a perfect example of not a boat of confidence in terms of a quarterback play on a team you're going to bet on. <laughs> the Lions uh, are in Denver to take on the Broncos. The Lions uh, on their longest winning streak of the year at one <laughs> uh, phase. Vic. Bangio's team that had a tough night at Arrowhead on Sunday night. 
Although if you look at it statistically, they were not dominated in that game by the Chiefs. The Chiefs offense really didn't do too much. Uh, Teddy, two gloves laying 10 here at home with a total of 53 and a half. I asked you, is this total too? Oh, yeah, it's 42 and a half. I knew this is wrong on this sheet. 42 and a half for a total. A Denver total could never be above 48 in my mind. I would agree with you. You know, you look at this team, but I don't know about this game. Detroit is one of those teams that can play with anybody and then they can get beat by 30 like we saw them get beat by the Eagles at home. Uh, I do give them a lot of credit. I didn't know if they'd be able to bounce back the way they did against Minnesota. I think that should propel them, propel them a little bit. It seems like these guys like playing for Dan Campbell. Just looking at the post-game expression in the locker room when they were handing out game balls, I thought the players genuinely had an affinity for him. Um, you know, you look at this Denver team, I think Teddy Two Gloves is probably the best backup quarterback, maybe better than a couple of guys at the bottom. But reality is he's not going to win you a ton. It's going to take an incredible running game. And uh, Javante Williams, the kid out of North Carolina, has been terrific for this Denver team. Would you rather have Taylor Heineke or Jared Goff? Holy cow. Uh, um, I am going to go with Taylor Heineke. Wow. I think Dalton, she- was a, Dalton was a toss-up. You're going clearly with Heineke. I think Jared Goff yeah. is afraid to throw the football. I think the part of this goes into in leadership intangibles as well when you're making that decision. When you take as, at the quarterback position, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I would give an edge to Taylor Heineke. The yeah. one thing I don't like in sports is though people all of a sudden sit there and say, "Well, he's the quarterback; he should be a leader." Not everyone's got leadership skills, mm-hmm. and we've all worked with people in our careers that you sit there and go, "This person might be in a position of power or authority, but that doesn't make them a leader." And I think that just because you're a quarterback doesn't make you that either. Bears at Packers, uh, Packers laying twelve and a half here in this spot. Total of 43. Um, the question may be, does Nagy make it through the end of the year? I don't know, but this guy's got more lives than a cat. Right. It's unbelievable. I just don't think he's a good coach. You know, he came over from Kansas City expecting this offense to explode. It has done nothing. I just can't back them in this spot, but I don't want to lay the points with the Packers. I would be more likely to take the Bears first. I, I have no interest in this, this game. I will watch this game because of Rodgers. I'm going to watch this game because of Rodgers as well. I am not betting this game. I agree with you. But you, a game that you will be betting, and you will be betting heavily, yeah. is on Monday night in the desert in Glendale. Rams-Cardinals, revenge spot for the Rams, a chance for the Cardinals to really put away the NFC West here. The number continues to be 2.5 in favor of the Cards with a total of 51. Yeah, let me be clear. I'm not betting this game because I think the Rams, excuse me, the Cardinals are an absolute lock to win the game or anything like that. Uh, simply because I'm just trying to mitigate my uh, play on the Rams before the season started. And, Mike, I'll end up taking the money line in this game. I will not lay the points because right. on the off chance I, I lose. You lose both ways. Yeah, exactly. I don't want to do that. So uh, I'll make a money line play here. But this is not because oh, I think this is such a phenomenal play on the Cardinals. Again, it's just because I've got the Rams and several different plays. All right, let's turn to the lone college football game, at least Division One game, on Saturday. Um, the traditional game between Navy and... And Army, I think this might be an all-time low total on this game. 34 and a half here. Army laying seven in this spot. If you go back, I believe it's 17 straight unders or 16 straight unders in this series. However, if you use this total, 34 and a half, about half the games would have went over. Most of these totals are 42, 41, 40, 39 in that range. This is an extremely low one. Do you have a play on this game, Amal? I do. I went with the under here despite this very low number. And the reason why I did was they were expecting 25-mile-an-hour wins in MetLife. Uh, Met I think it's going to be a bit of a problem. We saw last year, remember this game was, uh, what, 15, 16, nothing in favor of Army. This Navy team's been bad all year. Uh, look, Mike, how many possessions are we talking in the game for each side? Six, seven, eight max? <sighs> Barring extreme turnover situations? Yeah, you could get into that six, seven range. Right? Depending on how effective the drives are, right? Well, and yeah. also it depends on, does one team get out to a two-score lead? Because at some point, if Army gets up 14 to nothing or that, Navy's going to have to start mixing in some play-action passing. That's fine, but it doesn't mean they're going to complete those passes. The bottom line is both teams are going to look to run the ball. It could be a real struggle. I mean, would you be surprised at all if we get to the second quarter and there have been three total possessions and that third possession is one that's currently going on for either side as we go into the second quarter? I wouldn't be surprised. Also, you have to remember when you bet the totals in these games, the kicking games are not that good for these schools, Correct. right? They'd miss a lot of field goals, and they don't have much range. Yeah, and absolutely, you <laughs> miss an extra point or so. Yeah. It could be critical. I mean, look, it's a low number. It's not something I would go heavy on. You know, as you unit guys like to say, I'd go quarter unit here. <laughs> um, you know, to me, it's not a play I would look to be going out in front of uh, 
heavily, but I just feel like it's going to be an under type of game, and I'm looking forward to watching the game. All itself. right, let's talk some college basketball. I'm all um, tonight. Loyola takes on Vanderbilt. Loyola laying four and a half in this game. I'm all a total of one thirty-one and a half. Yeah, Denzel Valentine's done a really nice job at um, Loyola so far, taking over for Porter Mosier. This team has been very solid. I didn't play this game. I don't like this number laying it on the road. But you look at Loyola, they continue to do one thing, one thing particularly well, which is to defend. And if you can defend, you've got a great chance against a lot of opponents. The other thing I like about this team, though, Mike, is they shoot the three ball in an amazing clip, 42%. That really stands out when you look at Loyola. I think they're going to present some problems for this Vandy squad. You know, Vanderbilt, ever since Kevin Stallings left and went to Pittsburgh, he was good at Vandy, and then he ran that Pittsburgh program right into the ground. And they don't look like they're going to see the air anytime soon. Uh, this Vandy team, with with the way they're going right now, look, they're a solid squad, but I, I just think they're going to face some challenges. And if you haven't seen Scottie Pippen play, good young player, obviously the son of Scottie Pippen, the great Chicago Bull. Uh, Pitt stunned Colgate last night at home as a four-point dog winning that game. And Bobby Hurley's crew also covered against Grand Canyon, winning by uh, by five, lane three and a half. Yeah, so big big night for the Power Five. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> big night for Arizona State. You don't yeah. want to be down in the Valley losing that game to GCU. <laughs> um, DePaul at Freedom Hall taking on Louisville. Louisville laying seven and a half with a total of one forty-seven. Yeah, this DePaul team's a little bit better. They've been more competitive, seven and one. They lost a game last weekend against Loyola. Uh, I think by four points. Mm. Uh, landed right on the number. But I'll tell you, Mike, they have improved their shooting, their outside play, almost 50% from the floor, 35% overall. Uh, When you look at Louisville, finally getting Chris Mack back under uh, as their head coach. Remember, he was suspended for the first six Mm -hmm. games of the year. This team does not shoot the ball well. That's a big concern. Just 31% from the three-point arc, below 43% from the floor. But the one thing Louisville will do is they'll defend you. You see this game, it's got a high total of 147 but DePaul is ready to go up and down. They have no qualms about it. Uh, didn't touch this. Didn't make a single play on college basketball tonight, Mike. But it's going to be an intriguing game. This is one where I would watch to see if DePaul gets out in front, if you like potentially Louisville's second half, or maybe uh, DePaul plays competitively and you could take them with a shot to be able to keep this within the number. One more game of all the racers of Murray State who have done very well in the Ohio Valley in recent years. Go to the Pyramid tonight, or FedEx, or whatever it's called now, to take on the Memphis Tigers. Memphis Lane, 10.5, 142. Yeah, this Murray State team, another team that shoots the ball well, but I'm going to tell you right now, the problem in this game is going to be the length of Memphis. Uh, if you haven't seen Imani Bates play, you might want to check him out. He's going to be a top-five pick in the NBA draft. All right, when we come back, we'll have our weekend plays. I'm all in in the Palm Reader Playbook. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote.
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. This is Odds On with Mike Palm and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCast designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back into Odds On. Mike Palm with Amal Shaw. Amal, you know, two, three months into the nuts, I never thought we'd see this day, but you're here. You're at 500. Let's hear what plays you have for us this weekend. <laughs> Tell you what, Palm. Oh, I say that because you were like 40 games above, weren't you? Yeah, I know. I, I, <laughs> listen, I, it has been like the Arctic Circle at my house lately based on the performance. Uh, let's start out with the Army-Navy game. I said under 34 and a half. I think, you know what would be an interesting stat on this game, Mike? Total- Why are they playing this at MetLife instead of Lincoln Financial? I don't know. Doesn't, but I guess it's the Army home game when they play in New York, and it's the Navy home game when they play in Philadelphia. Yeah, Is that I, what they're going to do with this series? I guess so. Um, like to see it played up at Mikey Stadium, but no chance here. Um, you know, I'm just playing the under. Uh, not not necessarily a big play, just a very small play. Uh, again, like, let me reemphasize the quarter unit on this one. This is just a simple play. I want to watch the game. But I also think we're looking at a total of no more than probably – uh, seven possessions each, barring, you know, abrupt turnovers. So uh, I'm going to go under on that one. Chargers minus 10. You know, I mentioned with the Jake Fromm situation, I still took a shot with them, but I'll still wait and see before I add money. on Because if Fromm plays, I think the Chargers are going to decimate this team. I don't think they're going to be able to move the ball against uh, this Chargers defense, even though they're inept at times. And I don't know what the Giants are playing for. you got a cross-country trip going up against a team that's coming off of a good win. I think it will propel them, despite Keenan Allen and Mike Williams being out. And then I like the Bengals at home. We talked about this game. I didn't know this was one of your plays when I asked, did, yeah, did I the 49ers deserve to be favored on the road? <laughs> no, that's why I was a little <laughs> bit adamant about yeah. that. Uh, but they don't. They, there's no justification for it. Um, you know, to me, you look at this Bengals team, they're going to find a way. I like the fact that they're coming off a loss. I think they bounce back. I just don't think that the uh, uh, 49ers, that good a football team. Then I got a seven-point teaser. Ravens plus 10 and Titans minus a point half. I think the Titans beat the Jaguars, and I think the Ravens, are competitive against the Browns. They may not win the game, but I think they stay within 10 points. I actually think they got a great shot to win them. All right, we'll go to the Palm Reader Playbook. 3-0 and last night. We hit the soccer game uh, that stayed under in um, Europa, even yeah. though you, you worried about Europa. You know, there was 1-1, and they were both penalty kicks, both second-half penalty kicks. I went and watched the highlights of the game. Not too much offense from Red Star there, so they should be fortunate with the tie. I also said... Red Star, take a goal and a half with Red Star. They were they were never in a bad spot in that game. I like the football team to win this game. I'm going to take the four and a half points for two units against the Cowboys here. I think this momentum keeps going. Um, I think the Cowboys are really going to have to get a lot of defensive pressure to get to Tyler Heineke. If they don't, if the Redskins or if the football team can protect him, I think Washington will move the ball up and down the field on this team. Uh, that's a two-unit play, and so is the Monday night game. I think the Cardinals are a better team than the Rams. I think they're more balanced than the Rams. I like the quarterback better than the Rams. They dominated the Rams in L.A. the first time. I see no reason why this should change the second time, and I think they knock them out in terms of the NFC West race. One EPL game for me here, Burnley-Westham. Westham in fourth place here, having a terrific season. Lost one nothing to the Croatian cessations yesterday in Europa, Dynamo Zagreb, although they didn't need to win. They had already clinched, uh, clinched their group in Europa. They lost one nothing at home, though, uh, in England in a rainstorm yesterday. Burnley just can't score. The port, they, they just can't get anything going here. Uh, I like this game under two and a half at even money. And then you're on the Ravens on the teaser. I think the Browns can cover three here. I got it at even money minus three um, plus a hundred here. I just if if the Browns can't win this game, they need to they need to take a look at the whole thing. They need to take a look at Baker, Stefan, all of it. This this Baltimore team is the walking wounded. And if they can't win this game off a bye, then they're really seriously don't deserve to even be brought up in a playoff conversation. I would agree with you there. I think the Browns got a great chance to win the game, but I think, again, this thing is something that falls between three and seven points in favor of the Browns. Let's take a look at some games uh, um, in different sports tonight. NBA in Atlanta tonight. The Brooklyn Nets are taking on the Atlanta Hawks. Them all. 
The Hawks are a two-point home favorite with a total of 228.5. Yeah, I looked at this game. Now, the line's moved in favor of Atlanta here, uh, but I, I couldn't make a call in this game. Uh, remember Brooklyn coming off that loss uh, the other night in Houston. Let's see if they can bounce back in this one. How about it, these Rockets? What have they won, like seven, seven in a row, row now? Yeah. After losing 15 in a row? Yeah. What a league. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> oh, man. I, I don't Let's move on. Knicks-Raptors. Um, Raptors, a one-and-a-half-point home favorite. Low total for an NBA game, 207-and-a-half. You know, last year the Knicks obviously made the playoffs as a four-seed in the Eastern mm-hmm. Conference. Mm-hmm. Everyone was high on them. This team has now regressed to what they really are. They're an average team playing below 500 ball. Now they go north to take on the Raptors here. Um, looking at the home team here, Mike, again, didn't make a play in this one. But the problem when you look at Toronto is the injury situation. But they've adjusted well. Ogiano Nubu out is a big blow. Dragic has been out also. Both of these guys have been out for a little while. So, I don't know. I, I look at these teams and I'm just like, I can't back either. I'm Inconsistency is the big problem. Your Dallas Mavericks are in Indiana tonight to take on the Pacers. Pacers a two-point favorite, total 213. Yeah, Pacers, Miles Turner wants to be traded. He doesn't like the role he's got with this team. Luka Doncic being called out by Jason Kidd for complaining about too many fouls, and I think Jason Kidd is correct in that. When you look at this Mavericks team, Luka's the number one. They don't have a true number two, and they don't have a true number three. Uh, Porzingis is not the two. Tim Hardaway Jr. should not be a three. I mean, if you look at Tim Hardaway Jr.'s statistics, he's a career 42% shooter. I mean, this guy can't hit shots. He got a couple of great looks at the end of the game uh, against, I, I apologize, I can't remember who was against the other night, couldn't knock it down. They had a chance to win the game. Uh, I, I would favor the Pacers here, but again, I didn't play this game. The, these are games that are, you feel strongly, take it, but I don't have an opinion one way or the other. I might have a play on this last game tonight. You know I don't bet the NBA. Celtics lose in Staples to the Lakers, lose in Staples to the Clippers, and now they have to go to Phoenix to take on the Suns. Suns are 4 13 and a half. Yeah, line dropping quickly in favor of the Celtics right now. Uh, when you look at this team, Devin Booker still out with the hamstring. That's a big blow. Devin Booker, an elite, elite scorer for the Phoenix Suns. Um, I've seen this number as low as four. Not going to play this game, but I think it's hard to go against Phoenix in the Valley. Uh, I'm not looking to take Boston. I, I don't like the Celtics team. I think they're a marginal team at best. They're, they're like this Knicks team. They're like the Raptors team when injured. They're just not a particularly good team. Got down to four back. A little bit of buyback now on the... Uh... Suns at four and a half. National Hockey League tonight. Amalder's three teams that are favored by at least two fifty on the on the the money lines here. Um, let's start out though with a better match, matchup in, in the East. Penguins at Capitals. Capitals one forty five at home. Total five and a half. Favorite to the over. Yeah, this Capitals team uh, playing well in their last ten games. Seven two and one. They have a two game winning streak. Take on the Pens in this one, Mike. You know it's funny. These two teams you think of as being more high scoring, but I like looking at this one from an under perspective. I think it's a five and a half in this one. Yes, five and a half shaded to the over, so you can get plus 105 on under five and a half. Yeah, Samsonova has been outstanding at 2.42 against, and then Tristan Yari has been amazing at 1.92. Uh, this this just feels like 3-2 all over. Here's one of these games Lambs led to slaughter. Red Wings uh, lost last night in St. Louis, and now they continue to head west to go to Denver to take on the Avalanche. The Avs, 360. 360, uh, total of six. If you want to lay a puck and a half, they're still 140. Yeah, high prices both ways. Can't touch either of them. I mean, do you take a shot with the wings? Probably not. We saw Colorado, what did they put up, a five spot against the Rangers the other night in the second period? Four in the second, win seven to three. Yeah, I mean, you look at Thomas Grice, obviously he's played better. This Colorado team at home, very good when you look at their record, seven, two, and one. Detroit has struggled on the road, four, eight, and one. Uh, no way am I laying 360, but I can't take the Red Wings. You just This is where it's tough because you – you know, the right play is only to take Detroit, but are they going to win? Good game in Canada tonight. Winnipeg Jets take on the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, Winnipeg was in action last night. I think, believe, winning that game, what was it, two to nothing them all? Uh, Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Winnipeg, three nothing over cracking. We talked about that. Why is it a pick at Seattle? They end up winning that game three to nothing with a late goal over the Kraken. Now they uh, go and play Vancouver. Very short trip from Seattle. Go play Vancouver. Canucks, 135 at home, uh, five and a half shaded over. I'd be more excited about this game if the goaltending matchups were different. We got Eric Comrie in net for uh, Winnipeg. I wish it was Hellebuck. Yep. Feels like Hellebuck's played every mm-hmm. game. And then, of course, Thatcher Demko in net. As, you're, as you like to say, Margaret Thatcher Demko. Favorite goalie. Margaret Thatcher's favorite. <laughs> Thatcher Demko, Ronald Reagan's favorite goalie, Thatcher Demko. Uh, let's, I want to talk about a couple college basketball. We don't have a line yet on some of these games. 
but we can get your early thought here. We'll we'll go rapid fire here. Big game in the Big Ten, Wisconsin at Ohio State, Value City Arena. Yeah, uh, I, I think the Buckeyes are probably going to be about a three, three-and-a-half-point favorite. I like the Buckeyes here. Bruins head to Wisconsin to take on Marquette. Tough game for UCLA on the road. Marquette has played far better than people realize. They had a nice road win at uh, Bramlage the other night in Manhattan. Uh, I, I'm not going to touch this game. Game I'm looking forward to, Arizona at Illinois in the house that Lou Henson built. Yes, and I am going to be riding those Wildcats, <laughs> baby. I'm telling you right now. This Arizona team, watch out. They are dangerous, they are good, and they are talented. They've got revenge on their mind from the 2005 Uh, Elite Eight when they blew an 18-point lead to Illinois. 15-point lead with 3.45 to go. We're at the under four, and Darren Williams and company went crazy. It's the most unbelievable finish to an Elite Eight game I've ever seen. I would, Yeah, absolutely. Um, Houston at Alabama, very interesting matchup here. Alabama flying high off the win in Seattle over Gonzaga. Houston always tough defensively. Absolutely right. This should be an interesting contrast of styles. Houston doesn't shoot the ball particularly well, but we'll see how it plays out. Arkansas at Oklahoma. Pretty good matchup there. We'll see Porter, uh, Porter Moser's defense can uh, kind of exert its well. By the way, Baylor Bears Sunday at the O'Farrell Center. Good luck with all your bets this weekend. Stay tuned. Up next, betting across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.